Welcome to Ellie's Coffee Talks, the podcast featuring creative entrepreneurs in the Basel area over the best cups of coffee in the best cafes. Hi, Vanessa. Hi. We're here at Clara in Basel, the amazing food court, and it's also where some stand-up happens so I thought it would be a cool place to do whatever is going to happen today yeah it's true the first time we did an open mic in Basel was actually here at Clara in this particular room so right. yeah, yeah perfect <laughs> back at the roots <laughs> so thank you for coming all the way from Zurich and all the way actually from Montreal oh yeah <laughs> So tell us a little bit how you ended up in Switzerland. Oh la la. So uh, <laughs> I came for... Well, I have a joke about this on the stage. I can just tell you. So I was like, oh, well, uh, what happened is I, I fell in love with the guy that spoke Swiss German. I'm like, yeah, it's possible. And, <laughs> and then I moved to Switzerland to be with him. Uh, well, before that, we were for a while and long distance. I was in Canada, he was here in Switzerland, and then I moved here. And now we're in a long distance again, because uh, we broke up. Uh, <laughs> a lot of distance in that relationship. I so. love how it starts with a joke already. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a new joke, so I'm still excited about it. It's not like the other one that I'm... <laughs> yeah. So, he was from Zurich? Uh, no, no, from a small village. <laughs> small <laughs> village. Oh, no, it's driving me crazy. Driving me... S yeah. Yeah, but uh, still somebody very present in my life, very important. Uh, but uh, we're at the state where uh, our relationship had to move on. And uh, we accepted that because we had so much love and respect for each other. And we were able to let it go and accept it for what it was that's nice yeah yeah still an incredible man and I'm very grateful to have him and his family in my life because mm. they're still there nice mm. so you met there and then you came here and that's how you ended up here and you decided to stay so okay what happened I tend to be an all all in type of girl if I'm doing something like a sentence I say all the time is like it's happening if you hear that sentence coming out of my mouth then you know that no matter what that shit is happening so I was doing my bachelor degree and I decided to come to Europe for one semester it was my first time on the flight first time in Europe I left for seven months and a half Uh, so I was living in Marseille in the south of France and I visited uh, Italy, Spain a little bit and Switzerland. I have a friend who is from Switzerland uh, who visited me in Montreal for two weeks and we hosted him and uh, so I was like, hey, it's my turn to visit you and uh, he had a girlfriend and girlfriends don't like me most of the time. <laughs> so uh, he referred me to one of his colleagues from university Uh, who had two roommates, and uh, my ex was one of the roommates. Ah. And the way we say the story is, uh, I was sleeping on the sofa, and then I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> he was my first boyfriend. I was uh, his first girlfriend. And, uh, so cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a great person. Very glad that he was part of my life. Still is. Beautiful story. <laughs> What made you stay here or come back? So uh, we uh, 
living together here. So I was working here and why I stayed, I don't know. It, it, this was actually one of the hardest moments of my life, breaking up with him and then trying to rationalize why I had this desire to stay here. It was in my gut. I couldn't even verbalize it. And it was getting some of my friends frustrated. It's like, why are you fighting this so much? It's Switzerland, just come back to Canada. You have a nice life here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I cannot tell you why, but I have to stay here. My my journey is not done. And I'm, I felt like I was growing more as a person. I was becoming a better person faster here wow. than I, I would have been doing it in Canada. I was challenging myself yeah, more yeah, yeah. on every level in terms of uh, doing sports or learning a little bit, trying at least German, uh, <laughs> making new friends, just being in another country, visiting Europe. Like it's From so many aspects, yeah. it was so stimulating and I was not ready to let go. And yeah. I still am not. Uh, yes. I have to remind my mom once in a while, like, <laughs> yeah, mom, uh, you know, it's not part of the plan to come back to Canada. Oh, wow. Like ever or just now? Probably to live. I don't know. I don't see myself living there for now. But I'll for now. I'll be back for uh, for Christmas. I'll be one month there. Mm. And I'm sure I'm going to be sick of my mom after two days. But <laughs> I love her so much. And uh, I'll do stand-up there. So it's going to be fine. Cool. Is it easier to... or? No, let's let's talk about that later. But how is the stand-up there compared to here? I don't know. I oh, you don't know? know? Oh, because you started it here. Well, I started here, and so I'm very new in the stand-up. I have one year and a couple of months, which is like nothing. It's nothing. Uh, I did it a little bit last year as I was in Canada for Christmas. I'm a very like family-oriented Christmas type of person. And uh, so I did a couple of uh, open mics in English, uh, but the French scene is the one that is very important in Montreal. Mm -hmm. So the English, I could feel that they were like a little underdog. Uh, the open mics that I did, uh, uh, there was one that there was no audience at all. And uh, there was a, a comedy club that is pretty awesome. It's called the Comedy Nest. And then I did a, an open mic there and it was amazing. It was really cool. And I actually did it for the first time in French in Montreal uh, in January this year. And the thing is, I had a comedian friend from here that was doing it in French and in English. Yeah. And he told me, hey, you're going to Montreal. You have to do it in French. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm so used to do it in English. Yeah. And then... Uh, He referred me to a friend of his who uh, found me a spot because it was during Christmas time, so most of the open mics were not happening. So I did it in French for the first time, and it was actually one of the Christmas gifts to my mom because she doesn't speak English. So I wrote that in her car. I was like, Mom, I know that you're feeling like you're missing out on most of my journey because of the distance. I'm like, comedy is important to me. I knew that already at that time. Yeah. And uh, this is going to be a big step for me to start doing it in French. And I want to do it with you. And this is for you that I'm doing that. Nice. Uh, so I, I started it. Uh, no. no. <laughs> she just she laughed. She, she, yeah, she, she's adorable. She's just a big ball of love. And, <laughs> and she, yeah, no, she's cute. I can't wait to see her again. And uh, so I did it in French, but it was a special bilingual night. Mm-hmm. And uh, didn't go so well. Because uh, turns out most of the audience was anglophone, oh, but I committed to, to French because it was for my mom. Uh, and then I came back here and I was like, okay, I'm not so good in French, so I need to work on that. Oh, yeah. And uh, I don't know if I can step ahead and yeah, all. Yeah, sure. 
So I was like, okay, I need to work on that. So then I started checking what they were doing in the French portion of Switzerland in terms of open mics. And then I realized that most of them were occurring once a month. Yeah, which and is nothing. It's yeah. nothing. And there were so many people that wanted to have some spots. And I was like, this is not acceptable. I cannot deal with this. I'm not going to wait for one month to go again on stage. Yeah. This is not yeah. how I'm going to get better. So I wrote to my friend and I was like, hey, I'm going to start my own open mic. Do you know a place? And then he recommended me to a bar because actually the, the bar owner just wrote to him and be, told him, hey, I would like to do something about comedy in my bar. Wow. Do you know someone? Like it was so like cool. the perfect, perfect timing. So yeah, we I started once a month, very fast. I passed twice uh, a month, and now uh, since September we're there every week. We're the only open mic, French speaking open mic that is there every week. So where? Uh, it's in Lausanne. Yeah. So I'm doing the. It's two hours and a half to go, and then I do my open mic, and then I do two hours and a half wow. to come back, and I get to Zurich it's 1am or 2am but yeah yeah it's fine <laughs> I'm very good at sleeping in trains now I'm amazing <laughs> at it uh, but yeah so I, that's how it started the your French comedy yeah thing yeah it's just called Le Plan Comédie Oh, no, that's Or called... Not, no, not even that. That's oh. called uh, L'Open Mic de Lausanne. Oh. And it's the only stage that is actually a real open mic. Because they have others that are like, oh, it's an open mic. It's like, go in front of 150 people and a stage and the lights and go try your jokes. You're like, yeah, no, I don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> like this, and especially not if the audience is paying to get in. Like, this is not an open mic. This is a show. Yeah. What yeah, are you yeah, talking yeah. about? It's yeah, just yeah. a show where you're not paying for the comics. Uh, <laughs> So, so my stage is one of the only where it's really to test material. Even I will try stuff and I'm like, yeah, okay, see you guys, it's not working. It's an open mic, it's chill. Like, mm. and, and yeah, yeah. So that's the open mic of Lausanne. And then Le Plan Comédie, that's something I launched a little bit uh, later. After I quit my job, I was trying to do... So I quit my job, uh, last day was in May. And um, I, I was thinking, well, I love doing comedy. I'm quite good at project management and marketing. This is what I was doing before. Uh, so let's try to do both. And I found some cities that, like uh, in, in Basel or in Zurich where there's a demand for French-speaking comedy, but nobody's fulfilling it. They're all fighting in Geneva or in Lausanne yeah. to have attention. Well, nobody is here to deserve this part. So uh, I thought, hey, let's let's do that. So uh, the first tour was in five cities, um, and then the second tour was in four cities. And <laughs> it's really hard. It's very challenging. I'm actually uh, reassessing right now what I'm going to do. Like Zurich is working 100%. I have no problem with that. Lausanne will have to work because it's my base, and I have other projects in Lausanne. I can maybe tell you after. Yeah, sure. Um, and Basel, uh, I have a big question mark. It's it's just quite a journey right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but um, we're, we'll work on it. We'll work on it. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. I believe in it. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, because there's France right next around the corner. I know, you know? but so. I don't know how to reach them. Yeah. And this is what like. It's so crazy about this thing. I would invest like a certain amount of money. I would invest the same amount of money for every city. Yeah. And then have completely different result. Mm -hmm. Completely different. And then I tried to do more. And, and I, I, at one point I was doing ads on LinkedIn. Like who does that? 
somebody very desperate. Uh, <laughs> but it worked, right? At the last yeah. one in Basel, somebody saw yeah, it on LinkedIn. Some, yeah, I know. And, and, and then I'm like, okay, does the flyers and posters, do they work or not? And then you just like mm. trial and error. I had no flyers, no poster and direct. It was the best yeah. show. Um, so it, it's just you have to learn. Like I've been told after the second show in Fribourg, which didn't work, they were like, oh, yeah, you should have passed by the radio. I'm like, thanks for telling me now that I lost a lot of money. Uh, this is very nice. Uh, and I think they're... Fribourg is a little village. Well, Switzerland is a village. Yeah. Uh, I'm from Montreal, so I'm like, ha. Uh, it's very small here. And, and so the little village, if they don't know the person, they're not going to go out to see that person. Yeah. They need to see it in the newspaper. They need to see, hear it yeah. in their local radio. And, and I'm like, okay, does does it is it worth it for me to put all that energy yeah. into trying to be present in those cities? So right now what I'm doing is I'm reassessing which are the base one, maximum three, put my energy into mm. developing them, and then once this is going to be more stable, I'll consider other cities. This is actually, yeah, yep. the plan right now. <laughs> cool. And, and I'll help you with Basel. Aw, thank you. Because <laughs> I just want to see you here a lot. Aw, I'm very glad to be here in Basel and, and in your company. And she's fantastic, okay? <laughs> Amazing okay. human being. <laughs> so, you, uh, that's, those are your projects right now, and you want to talk about the future projects? Uh, yeah, when, when is it going to be online? That's a good question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> two uh, weeks, maybe I'll in try. Two weeks. Yeah. Okay. So uh, before December. Before December. So in January. Perfect. There's gonna, yeah. That's why I'm Perfect. saying it. Uh, in January, this is this is a little like scoop for for who's whoever is listening Ooh. to that podcast because it hasn't been like announced officially. But uh, the bar where I'm actually doing my open mics every week. Uh, they're repurposing one room and turning it into a comedy club. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is super cool. And it's a comedy club that I'll be managing. Oh, wow. And then we can do comedy in French and English there, oh, so it's going to be fantastic. So and cool. I'm really, really looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, that's going to be amazing. It's going to be so cool. So this is like the next project, and that's why I was like, Lausanne has to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's going to be in the comedy club. Like, this is insane. Yeah. I started doing comedy. Like, my, my open mic, my first one was in March. We're in November, and now I'm going to have, like... Your own. Comedy club. This Good is job. insane. Insane. That's I'm, why you had to stay in Switzerland, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, but it, this is... Okay, so for whoever is stuck at a shitty job right now, and they're not happy, like, I swear to God, quit, quit. I... I in January for me it was clear like I had to quit because I'm feeling miserable in this yeah. job and I cannot do it anymore I'm like I don't know because people sometimes are like oh I'm gonna find another job before because I'm scared I'm yeah. like yeah. and, and yeah. I was just emotionally at the point where I was like I have to quit because yeah. I don't know I'll, I'll do whatever I need I, I'll dog sit I, I don't know I don't know what I'm gonna do but anything but this and, and I want to be like master of my own life and, and, and since then everything is just unfolding in front of me without me like I'm working and I'm passionate and I'm trying to do everything that I'm doing right and I'm jumping into all the projects 
but everything is really unfolding in front of me right now. It's insane. I was not expecting that, mm -hmm. but like, if, if anybody has a doubt about like quitting their job, do it and do it. Mm -hmm. I, I would have done it earlier if I knew it was going to be like that. Yeah, people play it safe, right? But it's exactly. Yeah. I talk about this. I think on a the podcast I just released this week about compromising, and it's exactly you have to my friend Cyril says you have to take a leap of faith at some point yeah. you know you have just have to trust you have yeah. to do it because then it's clear the universe is like oh okay she yeah. or he wants to do that I'm gonna give it to her or him isn't it yeah I'm starting to have goosebumps mm -hmm. where you're telling me that it's insane it's, I, it's like that right I was not expecting that this was it was crazy it still is I quit my job six months ago I still have an apartment this is fantastic this is <laughs> and I'm kind of eating one meal a day so that's good <laughs> I eat once a month but yeah. I'm good yeah, exactly it's perfect for my line I had this joke when I was about to quit my, my job I was like yeah so stay tuned guys to see the, the result of my new diet and voluntary fasting uh, I'm gonna look amazing uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's. I think this is a, a an important point that it's probably scary as yeah. fuck. Yeah. But if you don't do it, no. then that's what's gonna give you the drive, right? To, to to make it happen. And then if it if it doesn't happen, you can still go back and find a job, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what people told me it's like, okay, Vanessa, what's the worst? thing that could happen that I go back to Canada I mean it's kind of chill <laughs> so what I there's that that I do and it, it's stupid but I have a little box at home where I was able to save some money so I have enough money to pay like one month of rent in that box and I don't touch it it's not my bank account and I know that if there's anything that goes wrong to this point I can still have an apartment and I still have one month to figure out the rest and that gives me actually a lot of courage Awesome. <laughs> and I'll talk. I'll ask you about um, what do you recommend for people who want to quit their jobs and start, or okay. or just start their own things. But first, I'd like to ask you, how did you get into stand up? So um, I'm from Montreal. Um, there's like comedians in Quebec. They're like gods. They're everywhere. <laughs> No, but it's true. They're on the radio. They're on TV. Like you could stop anybody in the street and be like, "Name me 20 comedians," and then they would be able to. There's a school for comedy there, so it, it's really, really crazy. I grew up with that. Uh, there's this French uh, comic which is called uh, François Pérus. Do you know him? No. So I, I had his tape state in my Walkman and I knew it by heart so it was always kind of there also when I was younger so since you're a kid because tapes are way back yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it's tapes wow. uh, so yeah I always love watching comedy but I was a very very shy teenager very very shy kid Uh, at home I was fine, but as soon as you were taking me out of home, then not so fine. I did dance, I was dancing, and uh, that's the first time I was on stage and, and living it, and I love that actually. And then, What kind? 
Uh, I was doing mostly, it was called funky, it's a mix between jazz and hip-hop. Okay. Uh, but uh, since then I've reinserted dance in my life and now I do like hip-hop and ballet. Uh, which I think is really cool because there's two different energy one is more like structure it takes all your head space and the other one is more for fun but it's still part of the movement still the flow with the music so I I like to to play with that Um, so that's for the stage and then when I was at university I did also some academic competition where I was representing my university and then I had some classes about how to present and how to speak publicly so all of that, and then uh, at one point I was working for a startup, which was about to close, and I was like, okay, I'm going to work on skill development, and I knew a comedian, and then I was like, hey, can you teach me some basic structure of jokes? Like, for example, you have the rule of three, so you're going to do an animation, and then the third one is going to be surprising, and that's your, your joke, this is your rhythm. Uh, that's what you're going to teach me next year? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. if you want. Yeah, yeah, I could teach it to you whenever She's you gonna want. going to have a workshop in Basel? Yes, I'm putting this out <laughs> she there. Just, she decided that. Um, but, yeah, so those are the th- things. So I was writing a blog. I had a blog at that time, and I was trying to write every week. Um, so a blog about comedy? Or? It was about whatever. Like, once it was about uh, how my um, boss told me that I didn't have a job anymore and how it was a weird situation and about like breakups and guys and uh, like in a funny way like, yeah, yeah 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 so for every article he would tell me okay try to do that type of jokes and then I would try to incorporate it into that's the whole thing and then I wanted to try to do an open mic I went to one in Zurich which was really bad so I was like okay maybe not and then I went to see a show at Comedy House I went by myself and then the comics there, they were so good, and the, the, the evening was fantastic. And it's Benjamin de la Haye that actually organized it. And, in Zurich. Yeah. And I was in that audience, and I felt something, and I never had that before, but I felt it in my guts, and I was so mad at myself. And like the thought that it was just like so loud in my head was, why are you not doing anything to be on that stage right now? And it was so strong. I had to walk back home because I couldn't like handle myself. And yeah, and it was anger. I was mad at myself for not doing anything to be on that stage. Like, why you're not there? Why you're not going towards that that place? And and you never thought of it. Well, I thought about it, but it was not. Yeah, I was not going on stage. So the next day, I was going to Canada for a week, and then when I came back, uh, I did a little comedy workshop because. Yeah, the timing was perfect. Ahmed uh, Bilge, who uh, organized a lot of stuff in the English in Zurich, he, he, and it's the only time he had that, a three-day workshop That's for comedy. So cool. And it was as soon as I came back from Canada, so I, was, I did it. And then after that, I started doing all the open mics all the time. And to it's practice. been more than a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I, there were, like, sometimes two or three weeks I would be on stage every night. What? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And wow. sometimes like two shows a night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You need like stage time. You you're on stage all the and time. And what did you feel the very first time you were on stage for stand up? I loved it so much. So I don't know if we wrote to each other on um, on WhatsApp, but my profile picture is actually uh, after my first 
stand-up show. It was at the end of the workshop where we could do like a little five minutes, oh, yeah, yeah. and all my friends were there. And uh, maybe I can show so you. You want cool. to see the yeah, picture? Sure. It's, it's a very symbolic picture to me. So that's why you keep it to remember yeah. the start of it all. Yeah, yeah. And all my friends were there. They were super supportive, and like you can see how happy I look. <laughs> And how gorgeous my friends are looking. Uh, <laughs> they're so pretty and, and so nice. They're the most. And so you didn't feel fear? Oh yeah, I was so nervous. I was so nervous. But there's something about being on stage and making people laugh. Yeah. And my first two sets, like the first one was about dating, and like I, ha I was having a good uh, feedback. The second one was the trashiest set I ever done. But if you talk about something trashy or sex, it's really easy to have laughter. Yeah, yeah. So I, I did that one, and then after that, I started bombing, <gasps> bombing, bombing. It's you in silence, nobody's laughing. It's awkward. And oh, yeah. the first time I bombed, it, we had some uh, comics from LA that were visiting, and it was like a, a awesome night. But I bombed for the first time, and it was so painful. <laughs> it was horrible, and. Uh, I don't know if I can. Yeah. Okay. Keep you on going. Sure. So basically, because yeah. this is like this is interesting for me. So <laughs> <laughs> this, a, this was a very crucial moment of my life. So last year, if you would have met me, uh, like June, July, I was someone who would say like, "Hey, so what were you doing?" I'm like, "Oh, I do stand-up comedy. I work in marketing." I was training for a triathlon. It was my first triathlon ever. Uh, and, and that's what I was doing. And I, I, I was associating myself to what I was accomplishing. You are what you do. And therefore, I was doing a lot of things. I did my first triathlon uh, ever, which was awesome. And then it was, it was on the 28th of July. And then on the 1st of August, uh, you see this car here? I broke mm -hmm. my hand. I was doing biking. I was in, uh, after like 60k of biking. I had an accident, broke my hand. So for two months, I couldn't work. I was bombing at comedy, and I couldn't do sports anymore. All my points of reference were gone. And you were working? I, I couldn't work anymore. You didn't work at all. No, no, I had nothing. I had nothing. But you still had the, the job. Yeah, yeah, I still had the job, but I was in the insurance aspect because I couldn't type, mm -hmm. and uh, and after the surgery it was mm -hmm. awful. It was the first time I ever broke a bone, mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, so life was like you're doing too much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. and uh, and I had amazing friends. They were so supportive and so fantastic. Came to my place. They cook and clean. I tried to clean something with just one hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like the pan moving around in, <laughs> uh, in the sink or cooking. You have to eat out every day. <laughs> yeah. So my friends were coming to my place, cooking, wow. cleaning, leaving, or they were inviting me to their place. Uh, they were. I, I felt supported and I never felt alone all through this journey. And that's when I, I got to stop everything. And my friend had this kind of metaphor. It's like you're you're. You're in a pot of water and it's moving all the time. And now what that injury is going to make you do is just stop moving yeah, yeah. and see clearly what's in the bottom. And um, 
and it took a while. I was fighting it. I was feeling miserable, and uh, it was hard. It was so hard. And I remember at one point I felt like sadness that was coming, and it was out of nowhere because I was reading a book. And I felt sadness. I was like, okay, that emotion's there. Let's let's live it. So I even took Spotify and find like sad song playlist. I'm like, I'm gonna live this moment. I'm gonna I'm gonna cry. I'm ready. And then I started crying and crying so much. And, and I, I couldn't even tell why I was crying, but it was just like really, really deep. You know, like when you cry and it hurts. And, and then I thought of my friends and how much I love them and how much I'm grateful to have them. And all my friends are special. Like they all have a little something that other people would consider weird, but it's just them. <laughs> and I accept them as they are. And I was like, if I can love them without judging them, why can I not do it with myself? Oh, now we're getting. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was like, everything I was identifying myself with, so the marketing, the stand-up, the, the, the sports, the triathlon, mm-hmm. I was not doing any of this. And my friends were still judging that it was enough to help me and be there for me, mm-hmm. even if I was not doing that. So at the core of who I am, I am enough, even if I don't accomplish anything. Mm-hmm. If I accomplish, it's plus, but their love and friendship doesn't depend on that Mm -hmm. and that was the learning (laughs) that I made out of this yeah this is a big big story Uh, by yourself you made you learned that by yourself yeah yeah, it was after crying and then I had this uh, realization yeah Mm -hmm. yeah exactly that aha moment and I stopped I stopped crying after and I I felt lighter okay this is what I had to understand Mm -hmm. it took me a while but uh, for you to be so um aware of your emotions and what you feel in your body what did you do before that or do you have that since childhood or uh, how do you because most people would be like oh I feel sad or I feel shitty let's go drinking or yeah. whatever um, I think okay um, so a lot when I was younger I would I express my feeling through dance not a great dancer but I love dancing mm-hmm. um, and uh, so if I would have something to live I would go in my uh, yeah. bedroom and then I would dance yeah uh, that, that, that was how my you release yeah, yeah. and uh, when I was in college I was actually a cheerleader and <laughs> yeah <laughs> and um, at one point we did a pyramid and the cheerleader felt in my head and I had a neck injury which prevented me from dancing and that's when I started writing oh see life is amazing (laughs) yeah and uh, so writing is always uh, a way for me to deal with things sometimes uh, I'm thinking oh I'm not feeling good I'm not comfortable and then I'm going to try to write it down Uh, there's that exercise for example you can start like just open a word document and write the truth is and then let your brain like keep on writing everything and then you just just write it you don't like judge it it's just yeah. there it's out out it's not in you anymore and that feels good uh, so I was doing that um, what I was doing also is the journey is called the artist's way I don't know if you heard about it okay yeah. I, I'm still trying to get back into my morning pages there was a moment where I was doing it every day but this is something great start your day writing 900 words and it just empty your yeah. mind and it helps you understand oh this is how I feel about this mm-hmm. um, and also doing stand-up comedy is a lot about mm-hmm. self-reflection and your perception because mm-hmm. 
you have like hack comics that are gonna do like the normal jokes. Guys are like this, girls are like this, mm -hmm. and they don't like reveal themselves. But the good mm -hmm. comics that you like is the one that talks about themselves mm -hmm. and their point of view. And this is a constant quest in stand up, and this is actually why I love doing stand up. Because it's you facing yourself. And it's like a therapy. Yeah. And, well, kind of. Is it a therapy? <laughs> Where the, people the process, pay you. <laughs> the process to get there is a therapy. But then after that, it, it's something that is worked on. And, and you, you try to connect to the other by being your honest self. And, and this is actually very challenging. Uh, it, it won't be just therapy. But you, you're going to try to work on your pain points. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I love how I don't even have to ask you questions. <laughs> I'm talking so much. <laughs> you were just going there. <laughs> Sorry. I have two. So you can choose what you want to answer first. Okay. I I would like to know more self care tools that you have, like writing, dancing, or I would like to. Or and I would like to know what is hard about stand up because we're kind okay. of talking about it. Uh, we can talk about self care. I like that. Uh, well, this is my way of coping. First of all, uh, I started doing therapy. Perfect. Thank so I'm very very open about that. Um, I think something that is great about life is finding the right person to surround yourself with and letting them have an impact on your life. <laughs> and I have this friend and I was with him and uh, he, he saw that I was not doing well and it was before the first tour so a lot of stress was to come and he told me Vanessa you need to start doing therapy There, there's some stuff and I was already talking with a friend of mine who had an insight about uh, something that I had to work on. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, you need to start doing therapy. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. And then he, he like took his phone in front of me and started, he's like, okay, you could call there. I'm like, look, I, I swear, before the end of, of the, the week, I'll find it. I'm like, it's happening. That's my sentence, it's happening. <laughs> so I did it, uh, and he, he uh, suggested me to do a CBT approach, Cognitive Behavior Therapy. Okay. And the way uh, I could describe it, this is my perception yeah. of that, okay? so. Uh, my problem is I would have what I call like little like tornadoes of thoughts. Yeah. Okay, several of them. And then there would be like some typical word that would just like get me in that tornado and then it would just like spiral me down. Yeah, yeah. And, and then what this therapy is helping me do is first of all, like realize those are the, the, the types of thoughts that brings me in that tornado. Yeah. Uh, right now, I'm not able to necessarily prevent me from uh, going into it because I just started doing therapy, but I, I can uh, control it better. I'm not going so notice. low as I used to. Uh, there's some exercise, so for example, to because it's very emotional, like those tornadoes, it's, it's just emotional, it's not rational most of the time. So what I would do is if I, uh, he told me to do math in my head, <laughs> if, if I'm starting to freak out. So what I like is I take the number 63 and then I do minus 3 until I'm done. And then like usually it's oh, wow. calming me down a little bit. Uh, so there's that. Um, I'm working a lot right now. I'm very open about this because I think we have to talk about it. I'm working yeah. a lot about self-worth. And yeah. this is something quite... It's hard for me to do stand-up comedy and have self-worth problem. I think probably most of the comedians, I don't know, I don't want to position myself as like, all oh, the comedians are like, oh, I'm special. But me personally, it's hard for me to tell people, hey, like come in a room full of people, everybody shut up, listen to me and give, you, give me your money 
so so I talk about myself. Mm -hmm. It's it's something very weird. Uh, so yeah, I'm trying to work on that. So there's that, and then I'm trying to journaling. Um, I'm surrounding myself by the right people. I'm talking about it. Sometimes I'm gonna. I tend to isolate myself if I'm not good. It's okay to do it for a certain yeah. amount of time, but you need to get out as well. And talk to people. Yeah, because yeah. otherwise you do that thing that... Uh, well, it's an expression that I invented. I really like it. It's uh, crying in your belly button. It's when you're just like feeling sorry for yourself and you're like, oh, I'm so not good and life is not fair with me. It's crying in your belly button. And like sometimes you think your situation is worse than it actually is and you have friends that are like, what are you complaining about? Yeah. Um, so there's that. And what are good? Uh, what did you say? Good people or surrounded by? Yeah, yeah, by the right people. The right people. What does it mean for you? The right people. Um. Um. I like to say energy people that can listen, but also people that can tell you the truth. Mm. Uh, I I don't like people that constantly agree with me you need to be able to challenge me I know how I think I don't need someone to, to say oh yeah you're right like this is not helping me so uh, for example I have uh, this friend Max uh, he's, a, he's a life coach and uh, he's great and sometimes I'm going to tell him about I'm going to talk about a situation he's like okay so now I know you're expecting me to tell you my point of yeah, view yeah, 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 where I disagree yeah. with you yeah. and this is what I think yeah, about yeah. that and, and, and then I, I'm able to listen to it and accept it and, and sometimes mm -hmm. it gives you another perspective and I think this is very important um, what else I don't drink alcohol if I'm sad this is my golden rule not that I ever had the tendency of mm -hmm. being alcoholic or something like that but I don't even have that potion, but it's still a, a rule. If I'm not happy, I don't drink alcohol. Um, and I will try my best to feed myself properly when I'm not good. So I'm like, if, even if emotionally I'm not good, at least let's give yourself physically the proper tools to feel better. And maybe you're going to start feeling better from that side. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Oh. And movement. Dance. Yeah, I still or I have to start the, again. <laughs> I have to start again. Oh, right. in your bedroom. <laughs> no? Uh well, yeah, I should more. Uh, I'm working on this right now, so I uh, uh, I was doing a lot of anxiety lately. Uh, <laughs> drinking two liters of tea per day, like this is how much comfort I needed. Uh, peeing a lot right now. Uh, <laughs> I bought myself a sweater. It's, I have it with me. It's, It's like I was uh, in a store and I started having anxiety and I was like, I need something comforting. I bought myself a sweater that was very comforting. And I wish we had a camera. <laughs> and, and it's vegan, so that's even oh, better. It's important. How are you? Uh, I'm not vegan. I'm vegetarian. Mm. Mo almost vegan. I'm, but I still have eggs. But I, I buy eggs from Happy Chicken. Mm -hmm. I'm very careful about that. But otherwise vegetarian I'm trying also to be responsible in what I buy like where it's from how it was like yeah. what's Local. the yeah, ethical ecological yeah. impact of it I think yeah. we need to be aware and conscious and self-aware of what we do mm -hmm. and that allows me to buy well I, I don't buy clothes or not so often like this says like more than a year old um, and it's, it's her, her pulley Her sweater. <laughs> yeah, my sweater is a year old. There's this store. You just need to know where to buy the yeah. stuff. And, and, and yeah, we don't need clothes. 
And do you see yourself dancing on stage and doing comedy at the same time at oh, some point? I, I don't think I'm good enough at dancing. <laughs> I love dancing. I'm not good at it. Same thing for singing. I would never sing on stage because I'm a horrible singer. Because <laughs> you often see comedians use whatever yeah. they learned before. Like singing, dancing, beatboxing, whatever they, yeah. they're used to do. I don't know. I don't. I don't even see yet my first show because I'm very aware that I, I have a journey before getting there and I'm embracing that journey mm -hmm. and, and and like playing in front of three person I'm like okay good I'll do that or, or like I was in Edinburgh playing in front of a room full of drunk Scottish men uh, <laughs> and I'm there talking about makeup yeah. like yeah we can relate right uh, <laughs> but it's fine and I, I like this this is the ground right now and I'm living it yeah Do you have a spiritual practice? I do meditation. Does that count? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I try to do meditation. I, yeah. Right now, so I was in a, let's call it a storm. Mm -hmm. I was in a storm where a lot of stuff uh, went by the window. I killed three plants. Uh, <laughs> So, I was uh, like, I, I heard they killed. I was like, oh my god, what? <laughs> Look, for me, it's horrible because I'm a very caring person and I love my plants, but yeah, three of them died. Um, so, this is how much I was not like in my environment yeah. and aware of what was surrounding me because I was just on survival mode. Oh, yeah. And now I'm getting back at uh, getting healthier habits. So, that's why I want to start journaling again. I was doing at least 10 minutes of meditation. I have to start it again. It's yeah. part of the plan. It, it really helps. Do you want to share why you were in the storm? Um, yeah, I can say it. So, basically, the Le Comédie, the tour, was super, super stressful to manage. Uh, it's very yeah, stressful and frustrating to not have results. Like, I had one place. People came up in the audience in the end, but I had no tickets sold no tickets sold so I got there and, and I lost so much money and, and I was very mad at myself for losing so much money when I don't have a job like money is important because food uh, <laughs> <laughs> money is food <laughs> money is food um, but I had to take that journey I had to do that yeah. learning so it's fine I check my bank account I'm, I'm okay yeah. uh, but so this was stressful and also um, my ex job Uh, asked me to work uh, full time for two weeks and a half so where I was working before my, my colleague uh, she went on holiday um. and the guy who they hired to replace me rage quit <laughs> yeah fun time and uh, so they, they wrote to me like hey Vanessa you want to work full time for us for like two weeks uh, and then I was like yeah sure Uh, so that that's what I, it's did. Perfect. I, I, I did. Yeah, it's perfect. Uh, but it's also uh, it was stressful to have. Both it was then. Yeah. it was too much. Yeah. It was too too much. Uh, I had stomach ache. I had headache. Uh, my my friends mm. were telling me that they were worried about me, mm. and and like even the the last day where I was working full time, like my vision was not uh, good. Right. Like uh, it was affecting my vision, and I'm still trying to get back to the normal me right now it's been almost two weeks yeah, yeah it's, working too much is not good I know I say it but but <laughs> if, if I was not doing it I think that my ex-work colleague who's still like a very dear friend of mine wouldn't have been able to go on holiday 
and yeah. she deserved it. Yeah. And 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 for her, it was fine. It, yeah. Because I wanted her to go yeah. on holiday. Nice. So Vanessa is a good friend too. <laughs> <laughs> I try, but they, they're amazing friends too. Like it's a two-way thing. Yeah. So, would you have any? Now that you've lived that, the the struggle of starting a new business, um, do you want to share about any kind of advice you would have for people starting their own business, um, their own journey? What I've learned is uh, you need to prioritize hmm. things. I really learned that quite fast. At first, I was caring about everything, mm. all the small details, and this like, is not perfect, and trying to make everything perfect. And then at one point, you know what? You just have to have something that kind of works, yeah. and then keep on going, and then you'll learn and, and do a lot of learning. Don't be too mad at yourself if what mm. you're trying to do is not working, but you need to be aware and be ready to learn as fast as possible and adapt. Uh, this is what I've learned. Uh, trust the right person expect some backlash uh, I was not expecting that this was hurting me uh, uh, people, with people yeah mm -hmm. people not being so supportive or so nice uh, uh, like your friends and family or? Uh, no no my family has been amazing uh, people that I consider that were friends or not such close person but yeah I, yeah there were some moments that I was very surprised So of, choose your people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But be grateful of those that you meet mm -hmm. through this and mm -hmm. that are there to support you, mm -hmm. uh, which is amazing. Uh, don't make it just about yourself either. Try to still like keep perspective and realize that other people also have a life and try yeah. to care and about it. Sometimes I, I noticed also working like on my own projects with friends and maybe as friends they're quite okay and then quite cool and then working together might not work yeah. I've also experienced that because you have very different perspectives yeah and, and I'm I have a very clear idea of what I want and I think I'm a very demanding person like I think just right now like the, the way I'm talking and my rhythm the way I'm talking like I'm talking about business now it's completely different it's not like oh yeah I do meditation I'm like no it's business it's serious <laughs> don't yeah don't mess with me <laughs> you're gonna regret yeah. it uh, I'm very direct when I'm it comes demanding to, I, I'm, I am I think I am very demanding I think there's some stuff that I understood how it works mm -hmm. and I'm like it's happening this way it's this happening. is how you're doing mm -hmm. it And, and then I'm not negotiable. Like, no, yeah, <laughs> not scared. Yeah, but that's great. <laughs> Boundaries. Yeah, yeah. I'm learning about this. Yeah. Anything else? But that those were already super cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I'm working on this, but be nice to yourself. Yeah. Take time to slow down. Yeah. And it's okay to slow down, and you might actually be more productive. By slowing totally. down. Totally. Uh, so this is something I'm still learning. Uh, yeah. Do you have a regular kind of day? <sighs> I'm trying to find it again. Because right now I do. Uh, I have a lot of stage time at night, so I would mm -hmm. try to wake up. Lately, I've been waking up and then I drink like one liter of tea and then uh, working a little bit. 
and then after that I would eat So lunch. what is working? Is it sending emails or writing? Do you have a specific writing time and a specific Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. If I say working, it's not writing. Writing is uh, something that I would do later on during the day. But I'm still actually yeah, yeah. trying to figure out what's the best time for me mm -hmm. to write. Mm -hmm. uh, what I did, though, that uh, I did a little bit of behavior. Person? Behavior. I'll explain. So uh, I have this playlist on Spotify that I play whenever I want to write. Mm. So I, I train my brain that whenever it hears that music, it's because I'm going to write. So I don't know if it helps or not. In my head, I think it helps. Uh, <laughs> so what kind of music is it? Uh, a lot of piano. I like a lot Ludvico uh, Einaudi. I don't know if you know him. It's a pianist. Uh, but... It's something without lyrics. Without lyrics, mm -hmm. and it's piano and it's classical mm -hmm. music. Um, and you, so when I listen to classical music and I write, and it's like almost playing the piano. Oh on the yeah, computer, maybe, know? maybe. <laughs> uh, but I was writing my master degree thesis uh, with that music, and I just kept it. Because oh yeah, it was another insane part of my life writing my master degree thesis while working full time. <laughs> Yeah. It's just like challenge, I think. Uh, I don't know. But at one point I said, this is happening. And yeah. then I had to make it happen. I was waking up at 5 in the morning. Yeah. At 7 I was at the office. 7 to 9 working my thesis. 9 to 6 working full-time job. 6 to 9 thesis again. Going home, sleep, repeat. I did that for months. Yeah. And then? And you were fine? Or... Oh, I, I had. Out. Oh, I was not good. I remember. <laughs> I, I remember one night because at work, uh, the my um, work colleague that that is my friend Shirley. She was not working at that point. I was alone in the office, and then the client uh, just gave us the first campaign that we needed to manage, yeah. and then he was very demanding. And I was also looking for an apartment. <laughs> Yeah, all three at the same time. And it's kind of crazy looking for an apartment in Switzerland. Because, like, you go there and there's, like, 25 people. And they're, like, most of them applying right on spot. And you're like, wow, I don't have any chance. So I was visiting one and I had an anxiety attack. And then I, I was on the bench of a park. And I just started crying. And I called my friend and I told her all about this. I was like, it's okay. I have to think that it's in too much right now. Like, I'm allowed to feel like this. <laughs> And I'm like, in 10 minutes, I'm going to stand up because I need to go buy food. But, like, right now, this is too much. Yeah, yeah. And one week later, I was at the TEDx conference in Zurich. Mm -hmm. And then I met Max, who's one of my best friends that I mentioned, the life coach. Uh, I, I handed my master degree thesis that morning. And in the afternoon, I got a call that I got the apartment I wanted. Wow. So this is actually one thought that, that I hang on to is... When you're having your breakdown, it's mm -hmm. because you're very close to your breakthrough. Oh, another nice <laughs> sentence. <laughs> but this is how, how I lived it. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't do it anymore, but I was so close of having everything that I wanted to have. Yeah. You, you had. Uh, or you mean when you had the breakdown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah I was so close. It was yeah. one week away. Yeah, yeah. One week away. This is crazy. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> So that's my journey. <laughs> it's beautiful. I maybe one last question, yes. or let's see. What do you think about Swiss humor compared to Canadian humor or any other kind of humor you know? I don't 
know because the thing is I'm doing it a lot in English and I'm doing it in French so in French it would be a lot of Swiss people or, or French people but they're very very generous incredibly generous but their comedy <laughs> is very different and then in English not so much Swiss people there's a lot of expat mm -hmm. being there and then it's English comedy which is different so let's say we have a spectrum so like everybody think about a line in your head and then like on the left side you would have like improv uh, and then on the right side you would have like theater and then stand-up comedy would be in the middle mm -hmm. while in English it would be closer to improv when in French it would be more theater So the way they do jokes, the way they uh, they deliver the jokes is completely different in French. I'm not a huge fan of it, but they say I have a very Anglo-Saxon uh, style. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. they would go, ooh, I was walking. And then they would do like all the yeah, gesture yeah, yeah, of yeah. them walking. Because we don't know what walking is. Uh, <laughs> when in English, it would be more people that are static. And they're like, okay, so I was doing that the other day. And then this happened. Yeah. So it's more simple. But it seems to me, my own perception and I'm not objective uh, more honest and this is why I really like the English uh, stand-up and and yeah so that's my style it would be like telling a story to your friends you think or uh, is it like telling a story it's super effective actually because the, the thing is that with the theater part the sketch they use a lot of words before getting to the punch As I'm telling you a story, when in English it would be like set up, punch, set up, punch, set up, punch. So you get rhythm very fast. Like, uh, you want me to tell a joke to, to tell Please. you the difference? Okay. Please. So one joke that I really like is the one about push-up bras. Where I say, oh, I used to wear push-up bras because I thought, hey, why only lie about my personality? <laughs> And then when it was time for the big reveal, I was getting super nervous. I was looking at the guy. I was like, hey, do you like magic tricks? Because I'm about to make a lot of things disappear right now. Yeah. Like my boobs, my self-confidence, your erection. That, one, that joke has five hits yeah, yeah, yeah. within a short amount of time. Yeah. Hit, 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 hit. In French, the way they would say it, they would be more like, so I started seeing this guy and it's going quite well. And then the other day he was at my place laying in bed and we were about to do it for the first time. And that's when I thought, oh my God, I'm wearing a push-up bra. What am I going to tell him? You know, like, Because I, I already lied about my personality, so maybe he's not going to be so deceived about this part. See how different yeah, yeah, yeah. it is? It takes way more words, less effective. But also the language makes it a little yes, bit more I complicated. It is more words. You know? It is more words, yeah. Right now I'm trying to translate some of my jokes and I'm like, oh my god, French, why are you so complicated? But I, I'll adapt them. <laughs> I, I also write in English, actually, since forever. Not comedy, but well, now I started just so you know. Yeah. So, so an open mic is soon, and I'm, I hope you're gonna come. I'm waiting for your teachings. Oh Next god, year. oh god. I already told all my friends <laughs> I was gonna do stand up, and they're, now they think it's normal. Now they're like, oh, you go to an open mic, you're going on stage? Like, so random, you know? I'm like, no, not. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you, you should, you should definitely. You can send me your text, and then we can talk about mm -hmm. it. And if you have any question, uh, and I have so many books about stand up. Like, because I'm a very academic person, so if I'm like, I love knowledge, and I'm like, ooh, I don't know that. Let's read everything that oh, yeah. that there is about that to know it. That's cool. I don't, I don't. Read. <laughs> <laughs> But there's some technique that are very yeah. efficient. That I could teach you if you want. I'm so excited. This Yay. podcast was amazing. 
was it? For you too. <laughs> this is just me talking. Like, oh yeah, broke my hand, and then like it was a cheerleader. Uh, <laughs> I hope it was also fun for those listening, and it was not too noisy. Um, maybe a couple more questions. Yeah. Yeah. We have a few more. I uh, maybe your phone is ringing right now because we are actually going. Oh to, yeah. Wait, they, to they should listen to mic. my. Yeah, but I. Oh no, I stopped it. It's the Batman theme song. That's, but that's, you can play it. No, but it, it stopped. But great way to start the day feeling like a superhero. That's just what I'm saying. Uh, it's her favorite super. You can say yeah, that. Yeah, Batman. Yeah. Batman is my superhero. Yeah. Uh, because first of all, he became what he fears, which are bad. And also, like he's doing a lot of things to a lot of good things, even though he's considered as the villain. And he's doing it not to have like recognition from mm. people, but just because it's the right thing to do. And I think that's cool. What I'm gonna take that from the one of the podcasts I listened to. Uh, what do you? What is it? Impact theory? No, or Women of Impact. It's an American podcast with um, Lisa Bilio. Yeah, she asks. She's into superheroes, and she mm. asks, "What's your superpower?" my superpower since you're talking about Batman yeah <laughs> uh, well I would say make people laugh but uh, I'm learning it's not every day <laughs> maybe tonight I'm not gonna be funny I want to talk about microwaves <laughs> let's see how not funny that is that and ugly babies it's gonna be fun time but I'm not putting the ugly babies in the microwave if you're wondering uh, I'm not going there uh, what's my superpower not funny at all Not uh, <laughs> funny at all. I, I know what's my superpower. I have grit. I don't quit. Like I was even talking about my, my uh, about it with my therapist. Like yeah, but you know sometimes like you quit a project. I'm like no, mm. it's not an option ever. If I say it's happening, like I remember it's happening. It's happening. Mm -hmm. Once mm -hmm. I had a half marathon I wanted to do and I wanted to die after two kilometers. <laughs> And it didn't stop. It like, it's happening. It's happening. That's it. There's no other option. And this is something I can do. I can have a focus. Like, this is happening. And, and then there's nothing you can do that is going to move me away from that. You can cut my leg. I'm still going to keep on going. <laughs> <It's> awesome. <laughs> so, so, this is... Uh, French comedy in Basel is happening. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to... With, with you, I will consider it. Because okay. uh, I was not sure, but um, for, for you, it, it would be different. Thank you. <laughs> so, thanks for doing this. And yeah, let's uh, go to the open mic now. Yes, perfect. And thank you, everyone, for listening. <laughs> thank you.